0: Macworld Podcast number 96 for October 3rd, 2007, sponsored by MYOB Small Business Management Software. MYOB helps you to mind your own business smarter. Welcome to another Macworld Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Breen. This podcast is a little experimental. As you're probably aware, last Thursday, Apple released the iPhone 1.1.1 update. An update that disabled iphones that have been hacked in such a way that they work with other service providers even though apple hinted that these iphones could be destroyed by the update some users attempted the update and discovered that apple wasn't kidding unlocked iphones were bricked or rendered unusable by the update it so happened that jason snell dan frakes rob griffiths and i were all in the macworld offices when this update came out and we saw its results on two phones Macworld's senior news editor, Jonathan Seph had unlocked one of Macworld's phones so that he could write about the process. Figuring we had to learn what would happen when you updated one of the hacked iPhones, with this updater, John applied the update, and sure enough, it bricked the phone. Jason had a phone that wasn't unlocked, but he had hacked it so that he could use third-party utilities. He offered up his phone to the 1.1 update god as well. Although his phone worked after the update and included the update's new features, including the iTunes Wi-Fi Music Store, which I'll talk a little bit about later, the third-party apps were gone and couldn't be restored. Apple had pretty much effectively locked down the phone. While discussing these matters, the subject of this podcast came up. Did we want to wait a week or so to cool down, or would it be more interesting to record our reactions in the heat of the moment? And we chose the latter. In a couple of minutes, we'll whisk you back to last week to hear our reactions to not only the iPhone update, but our thoughts on just how customer-friendly Apple may or may not be. To counterbalance some of the negativity in that upcoming roundtable discussion, I'd like to offer a little news and commentary that focuses on the positive things that have happened lately. In addition to the iPhone update, Apple released a slew of other updates. Among them were .1 updates for many of the iLife 08 applications. Most of these were bug fixes, but the new iMovie saw some significant improvements. As you probably know, iMovie was roundly criticized by a lot of users of the previous version of iMovie because it dropped a lot of features that users liked. For example, support for third-party plugins, timeline editing, chapter marks, and frame-accurate editing. The iMovie 7.1 update, and that refers to iMovie that's included in iLife 08, doesn't address all these concerns, and frankly, no update ever will. But it does include some welcome changes for those who like to tweak their movies. For example, you can now save a frame as a still clip. Inexplicably, you couldn't do this easily with the initial release of this version of iMovie. You can now select multiple clips for assigning keywords or pasting editing adjustments. You can trim movies by the frame now rather than just a period of time. And iMovie now includes an audio ducking feature, so you can now apply multiple audio tracks to your movie and then designate one as the lead track. When this lead track plays, other audio tracks decrease volume so that this track can be heard more clearly. GarageBand has a similar ducking feature, and it's nice to see it in iMovie. You can also create manual audio feeds instead of being stuck with a pre-configured fade that may not meet your needs. And you can now set the duration of transitions and stills without having to jump into the program's preferences window. As a diehard iMovie HD user, I'm still likely to do most of my video editing in the older version of iMovie, but changes like these that give advanced iMovie users more power, and I hope there'll eventually be more of these things, may help convince me to eventually make the switch. And then there's the iTunes Wi-Fi Music Store. This is a feature that came by default on the iPod Touch and is now available on the iPhone thanks to the aforementioned 1.1.1 update. I like the Wi-Fi Store a lot. Not enough to upgrade my phone, but I do enjoy it on my iPod Touch. With a decent Wi-Fi connection, the Store loads quickly. You can search with very little effort and music downloads in a hurry. When you plug your ipod touch or iphone into your mac for syncing that music is copied to your mac's itunes library where you can then treat it like any other content you purchase from the regular itunes store yet even with the itunes store now not only available for my computer but my ipod as well i can't leave this discussion without mentioning amazon mp3 which is amazon's new music download service much as i like the itunes store i'm pretty keen on Amazon's service It sells a lot of songs for $0.89 a track and popular albums for $8.99. This is without any form of copy protection, and it's encoded at higher bit rates, meaning that you get better sounding audio and larger audio files. Apple sells unprotected tracks for $0.40 more. Now, quite honestly, when I'm looking to purchase music when sitting at my computer, I now check Amazon first. And so much for news and commentary. Next up, Macworld vents its spleen over the iPhone 1.1.1 update and other issues. But before we get to that venting, a word from our sponsor, MYOB. What do Mac small business owners want from their business management and accounting software? MYOB knows they want the same features that their Windows-using counterparts do. That's why their premium small business management and accounting software for the Mac, Account Edge, offers fully integrated payroll, multi-user access, and credit card processing, same as their Windows version, because sometimes we don't think that differently. To learn how MYOB can help your small business, visit myob-us.com. MYOB. Mind your own business. Smarter. And now last week's roundtable discussion of the iPhone update and other matters. And here we are in the Macworld offices, and actually we're taking you back in time a little bit. This is being recorded uh, last week on Thursday, and... uh, You're not supposed to give that away. (laughs) No, I'm giving it away because uh, I want you to know that the kind of emotional state we're in, we're actually in a state of uh, shock, as it were, and I'm sitting around the table with Macworld Editorial Director Jason Snell. Hello. Senior Editor Rob Griffiths. Hello. And Senior Editor Dan Frakes. Hello. And the reason we're in a state of shock is, well, one of our compatriots uh, is walking around with... um, A brick shaped like an iPhone. It is. It's a brick shaped like an iPhone, I'm afraid. It's a great paperweight. It is a great paperweight. The John Seff today, because that's today, Thursday, out came the... uh, iPhone update 1.1.1, which introduces some new features, including the Wi-Fi Music Store, as well as a couple of usability features that you now find on the iPod Touch. However, the one thing we had had to find out, and, he, and John took one for the team, is what happens if you have unlocked your phone and then you apply this update. And uh, what, Jason? What happens? <laughs> It doesn't actually explode, but it it ceases to function in any usable way. Yeah, it really does. Uh, John and I took it off, and we looked at it, and basically what it does is it shows you a little screen that says, ah, I'm sorry, the SIM card doesn't seem to be working. You plug it into iTunes, again, doesn't seem to be working. I tried putting my SIM card into his phone, and I have not upgraded my phone because it's hacked and didn't work. Uh, We tried resetting it, restoring it. Basically, as Apple fairly warned us last week. uh, They said, if you do this, if you have an unlocked phone, it's quite possible that it will no longer function after this update. And sure enough, it doesn't.
1: Yeah, uh, I think they said it was quite possible that it might not. And it seems from what I at least (laughs) read on the web web today, it's about 100% possible that it will brick your phone. You know, I didn't read any reports of people who had a SIM-modified phone working after the update. Now, now, to be clear...
2: This, what we're talking about here is um, hacking your phone to unlock the SIM card so yes. that you can use a different SIM card. I have a hacked phone that wasn't SIM unlocked and ran the update and had no problems at all, right. although those hacks are now gone because that's, that's what happens. <laughs> now, what else disappeared from your phone? What else disappeared from
3: my phone? My ringtones from oh, my <laughs> ringtones. Yeah, you're
2: right. Good, good. Thank right. you for reminding me, Dad. Yes, all the ringtones are gone. All the custom well, ringtones. Well, uh,
3: uh, from what we hear, they're actually from still iTunes. there. It's just that the iPhone says, "No, no, I don't see you. I don't see you," and they're not. You can't use them.
2: Yeah, oh, that's right. right. Even though I I created those myself, and and uh, some of those are not even from songs, but they are. Uh, I the ones that I custom created instead of uh, building on iTunes for ninety nine cents, and they are uh, they're gone. At least as of... Of we are recording of this on on the last week on Thursday,
0: right? And we have heard through sort of secret channels that Ambrosia is certainly working on this thing because they want iToner to work. However, all the iToner ringtones are dead. Any octalo- unlocked phones are dead. Any hacks that have been installed on phones are gone, and you can't get back in with the current hacking tools. Now, my hope is that by the time we get to the day this is actually published that somebody will have come up with a way of doing it. However, our understanding is that Apple is using the same kind of encryption and signing method that they used with the iPhone. IPod uh, Touch. With the iPod Touch. To apply to the iPhone, and people have kind of been scratching their heads over that. Dan, how have the uh, iPod Touch hacking efforts been going the last
3: couple of weeks? Well, from what we've seen, that people have said, "Okay, oh, we've made some progress, but we still can't get over that hump and and actually make it work." So, yeah.
2: one of the hackers apparently bought a uh, bought a, a, a crushed iPod Touch on on Craig's list (laughs) so that they could take apart the pieces and the the memory card and and try to read it. So that might be a way for them to get in, but you know... Apple is is making an effort here to make it very hard for anybody to do anything that Apple doesn't want them to do on their hardware. Yeah,
1: and and the, to me the the issue is really there's two sides. Obviously when you hack your iPhone to accept a SIM chip, you are affecting Apple's pocketbook Right. because they have a deal with AT&T and there's a revenue share and so if you take your phone to another network, um, you're you're violating clearly and taking money out of their pocket. But for those of us that had a, had hacked iPhones that were just hacked to add third-party applications. Well, the, the, the things I have on my iPhone are nothing that Apple has ever offered, either for sale or as bundles on the iPhone, and yet they've taken the same sort of proactive step to make sure those applications don't run. And I, I from a user's perspective, I don't understand that um, Clearly from Apple's perspective, they, as Jason said, they don't want us running anything that's not on there. But as a user, and especially a user coming from a Palm Pilot, the functionality I was able to add back with these third-party applications pretty much duplicated what I had on my Palm Pilot. And now if I choose to upgrade my iPhone, I, I have to make a trade-off between do I want to shop wirelessly for music or do I want the functionality that I currently have with the third-party apps. And that's a, cha- a choice I'd rather not have to make. Yeah, I think
0: that's a good point, and I think that Again, because we've gone back in time, and we're, we're doing this a few days ahead of time, I think maybe it's worthwhile looking at the bigger picture, which is lately Apple has done some things that its customers are not very happy about. For example, you're talking about uh, being able to install third-party apps. I'm the same way. My iPhone is hacked, and I'm very reluctant to install that update because I can, frankly, get iTunes somewhere else if I want to. Dan, you're talking about your uh, ringtones are no longer going to work on the phone because of that. So... What, you know, how do we sort of feel about Apple making these kinds of moves? Is it, is it a justifiable thing and a fair thing for them to do, or is it kind of consumer unfriendly?
3: Well, my issue here is that I can understand Apple's point of view about the third-party applications. Their claim is, well, when you, once you install the stuff on there, there's, it's not really the same phone. How do we support that? If somebody brings in a broken phone, it turns out it's from some third-party application. You know, how are we supposed to deal with that? But yet instead of saying, okay, if someone does this, we're just going to say we can't help you, they're saying, no, we're going to wipe everybody's out. And same with ringtones. I mean you could argue that that because the the music companies are forcing Apple to to sell you a ringtone if you want to use music from the iTunes store, you have to buy it. uh, They could just say, okay, well, if you want to buy one – uh, you know, something the iTunes Store and use it. You have to pay, but if you want to use your own, you can do that. Instead, they're wiping out all of them, and so it's it's sort of like I can see the justification behind the the first step, but it's that extra step that they've been going to yeah. that, that that takes the functionality out completely.
2: Well, I mean, if you look at the third party apps thing, though, I mean, what what really what what's been proven here? What's been proven here is that first off, people want third-party add-ons for the iPhone, and, and and second off, developers with no support from Apple have found ways to build interesting and kind of good third-party applications mm-hmm. for the iPhone. So w- what's the solution to all this? The solution is for Apple to open up the platform. I mean, that would solve this... The, that would not, not address the ringtone issue, which is a separate issue and I think is important, and it wouldn't necessarily address the SIM unlocking issue, which I think is a very separate issue. But the, the third-party software thing, I mean, the clamor would go away well okay come on let's be serious here not all of it would go away but a lot of it would go away if Apple said you know what here's our software development kit and here's how you write apps for the phone and here's how you put them on and go to town and um, because they've done none of that they've been nothing but obstructionist and yet we've seen this really interesting community build up so you know the the developers want to do it the users will want to use it so much so that they'll run these crazy hacks in order to get some of this software so Come on, Apple. I mean, where where's the developer kit for this? That that solves that p- whole problem I- immediately if they do if they do that.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the the thing that that really gets me on that one is that th- this is something that could help sell some of those ten million iPhones they want to move. No doubt, because it's a market that you know, on a locked iPhone is not going to appeal to the technical, advanced you know, palm pilot, hacker user that like to put their own stuff on their devices. Now, if you say, hey, I have an iPhone, and it's an open platform, and it has an official SDK, and you can do whatever you want within the confines of the SDK, App- I think we'd see a lot more sales.
2: Apple's apps will get you 80% of the way there, right? Yep. Yes. It, it, it's, and that will get a big group of people. But but what about the people who need one thing that's not in Apple's apps? It's not worth – it those are all small groups that aren't worth Apple spending their time on it, right? But right. But um, – that's why third parties are, are good for writing software is because niches. they can fill those niches. Apple doesn't have to worry about it, and all of a sudden the iPhone platform is appealing to those people who otherwise would say, what, doesn't do instant messaging? I'm not going to buy that phone. Right. Or, or I have a Slingbox, and I want a phone that can play back my Slingbox. And you know, Apple doesn't need to write a Slingbox utility, but for, for Pete's sake, let Slingbox do it. Yeah,
1: and, and Apple might be arguing that we are taking money in their pocket, and if you look at the chat, uh, there are now a few instant messenger applications for the iPhone in the in the hacked models, and they may say, "Well, you know, you're supposed to be using SMS, and that you obviously gets some money." Right. But right, but that's e-
2: bogus. It's bogus right, because, it, it's not a legitimate. It's right. just well, not legitimate. If Apple if, would say that, uh, they would be lying to everyone. I mean, just right. bluntly, it, it, it is a bogus argument to equate I am. To, uh, SMS. They're what? not the same, period. They're and not the same. And even if
1: they were the same, using Apple's current SDK, which is Web 2.0 applications with, uh, you know, rich user features, there are chat applications out there. So using what they already say is okay right. to do, you don't have to send IM. Right, they, they're just not SMS. as good. They're not as, as good as, as a real app SMAP. would be. But they're there, so.
2: Well, I mean, Google Maps, I mean, app, Apple proves the negative of its point with Google Maps, where Steve Jobs says, hey, we have this sweet solution using Web 2.0. Well, if Web 2.0 is so great, why is there a Google Maps app on the iPhone? Because right. Google Maps works on the web. Well, the answer is because apps are better for a lot of things than web pages are. Yeah. Apple proves it, and that's why the the web – the web argument just doesn't hold water.
1: As, as one of the Google Maps, a real-world example, I flew down to San Francisco this morning, and I don't come here all that often. When I got off the train in downtown, I couldn't quite remember which way to 2nd Street. One of the third-party apps is actually sort of a GPS locator. You log in via a web, and it automatically finds the cell towers and sort of triangulates your position and then puts that directly onto the Google Maps. It's awesome. I mean, it's something that Apple probably should have done as a 1.0 release, and uh, I really don't want to lose that. So, yeah, you can know. also say that...
0: I know that Apple has the argument that, like, oh, no, we're not going to allow this because it's going to break your phone, and we don't want to be responsible for that. However, a lot of these hacker tools are, you know, there's nothing really exotic about them. What they're doing is taking advantage of OS X that's there already, yep. and what they've done is they would stripped out SSH. Okay, we're going to put it back in there. They stripped it SCP. All these Unix commands that were no longer in there... People are just simply adding them back, so they could take advantage of features that were built into the phone, like screenshots. Screenshots are in there; it's just they didn't give you an avenue in. So the hacker said, "Here, th- let me just clear the path for you. Now we can do these things." So they're switching on features. They're using Unix to its best advantage, and. Rob, you and I have hacked phones that – I don't know how many applications you've got running, but my phone is fine. Yep. I, it, it burns up the battery a little bit more quickly than I'd care to, and I don't know what's doing that. However, my phone is very stable. It makes calls. It does all the ops, Apple stuff. It, it plays iPod uh, material. And this is with unsupported APIs. And
2: right. reverse exactly. Engineers. With no help and, from Apple. And,
3: and on the other side, I mean, I've had apps that make my phone crash, third-party apps. But you know what? I installed them. (laughs) I'm I'm not going to blame Apple. I'm not going
0: to go back to Apple and say ants made my phone (laughs) crash. And also because of the brilliance of AppTap, which is the installer for the phone. If you if you find something that's funky after you've installed it, click on install and just uninstall and it's done. It's so easy. Okay. So well,
3: and don't well. As we're on the topic of of things Apple's done that's sort of been anti-customer lately, is the whole iPod video thing, which Mm -hmm. Chris and I were talking about this morning. You know, if if you've bought video accessories for your older iPod, your fifth generation iPod, for example, to show video on your TV, most of those don't work with the new iPods. Even though they're the same dock connector, even though they have the same video out feature, they they just don't work. And the reason from what we've heard from vendors is that Apple is now charging vendors for an extra authentication chip uh, that has to be included in these new accessories to work with the new iPods, the iPod Touch, the iPhone, the, the Nano, and the Classic. And so all the stuff you paid for in the past, you have to rebuy if it, for video is what we're talking about here.
0: Right, because you can't upgrade these things right. through firmware. It's actually it's an actual piece of hardware that has to be included mm-hmm. in this stuff. Yep. And this is all part of sort of the made-for-iPod program, which on, on sort of the good side for consumers is that Apple has a chance to vet this stuff, make sure it's going to work, not going to harm your iPod. However, Apple takes a piece of all this stuff. So if you're in the made-for-iPod program, you have to give some money from every unit to Apple, and this is yet another tax to it. So if you have a video accessory, not only are you paying for made-for-iPod made certification, but you're then paying extra for that that piece of hardware. So and and I when I look at that situation and then I look back at the iPhone and the whole SDK thing and I just wonder if somewhere in the back room at Apple they aren't thinking there's got to be a way that we can make even more money on this thing from developers before we give them an SDK.
2: Well, that was my That was my theory all along from January when they announced the iPhone was that the way they were going to do it is they were going to give developers widgets for free, which is just WebKit and JavaScript and basic Internet connectivity like dashboard widgets. Right. And then everything else was going to have to be certified and sold through the iTunes store and downloaded to your phone via iTunes. That they would control all download, which would allow them to wall off certain products and say, you're never getting on the phone. I'm sure they wouldn't say that. They would just, they would just say, sorry, it's not approved. I don't know why. It's just not approved. And I wouldn't put it past them. I think that still could be a way of doing it. It would be unfortunate, um, but they could totally do that. I think the reason I say it's unfortunate now is I've seen Installer, the Installer app, and the Installer app is brilliant. it Excellent. is it is the iPhone way of doing it. I mean that's the funny thing about it. It is an app it's it's the equivalent of the iTunes Wi Fi music store. It is yeah. the it is the non-iTunes <laughs> Wi-Fi uh, software downloader. And how brilliant is that?
1: Right. And it's very well written. And, I mean, I, the first time I looked at it, I thought, my gosh, I'm not sure Apple could do any better than this no, in terms of an installer. It's, it's perfect. easy to use. You can uninstall. They make it prettier. Right. Well, yeah, it could, I mean, it'd look, yeah, you'd be able right. to collapse the sections maybe. You know, it, but, it automatically
3: um, tells you when there's a new version of yep. something you've already goes, installed bing. and says, hey, time to so, install an update. I mean, it's software update right. as well. Yeah, when we were talking about the iPod. I mean, if you want to talk about other things they've done anti-consumer,
1: the, the games situation. You take mm-hmm. a game you bought for your fifth generation iPod, and it either is going to exist, and you'll have to buy it again, or maybe it doesn't exist anymore, and you won't be able to use it at all. It's unclear which direction they're going. Or they have these new games you can buy, but you know, right? The, but but
3: the fact is, you bought a game you bought for a ga- basically the right. same iPod that now doesn't work exactly because it's a new model.
1: Right. Yeah. It just. It, it's, it seems like when you add all these things together that the feeling I get as a consumer not as a Macworld employee is just they're being proactive trying to take away my options in using their products and making me pay more for that right. Well, speaking of
0: taking away options, let's talk about <laughs> that, the iPod Touch because here we were thinking, oh, great, we're going to get an iPod that's not an iPhone but it's everything except the phone part of the iPhone and what did we get instead?
1: An
3: iPod well, Well, two. in some ways we did but – And, you know, I've said before that I think that there's an understandable thing there where Apple says the iPhone is for communications and the iPod Touch is an iPod. And so we only give you what was on an iPod. But, you know, as Jason and and we were all talking before, that little things about it. For example, it does let you input contact information, but it doesn't let you input calendar events. So so what's the distinction there? You know, Jason, I know you have – well, your, well, I mean, my, my
2: rant was not only did they omit features like Google Maps just isn't on there. And I, I can understand that. I, I think it's unfortunate because it's a cool feature. Right. Um, and it's less useful if you don't have an edge connection because you can't use it in the car. But you could still use it. What What really gets me angry, really actually angry about it, is the Calendar app. Because in the Calendar app, somebody actually had to do the work of – building a new version of the calendar app from the iPhone that for the iPod Touch that didn't have the add button. They actually did work to strip out a feature which, that that's outrageous to me because that that's saying um, not that we don't want to do all this extra work because this isn't an iPhone this is, because this isn't an iPhone we're going to withhold things from you cripple this product because we want you to consider buying an iPhone instead and that that's um, that's it's stupid. It's ridiculous. The, the, people should buy an iPhone because it's an iPhone and they want to buy it, not because they'd really rather have an iPod Touch, but it's they been crippled. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's absolutely the wrong approach. I mean, some, some of Apple's behavior I understand. Um, I think the ringtones thing, which infuriates me, but I think the reason the ringtones thing is happening is because Apple's got lots of contracts with right. the record companies mm-hmm. for the iTunes Music Store. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure – I don't think it's singular. I think it's the record companies saying, hey, guy – uh if you come out with a tool that lets anybody make a ringtone without giving us any money, um, you are gonna be absolutely hosed when it comes time for us to renegotiate our right. our, our yeah. store contracts. Because right. we're we gonna put that in there and so don't don't test us on this one. And I think Apple's in a position where they
0: kinda have to say, All right, Mr Record and, Company and with Amazon on the yeah. on the rise now. Yeah, they've got more things to worry about when it comes time yeah, for those. Yeah, so I, I understand some of that. Some of the other things, the
2: other though, just feel like it's, you know, to be honest, it's, it's greed. And I'm not saying, I've said many times in print uh, and on the web, Apple is not a charity. Apple is here to make money. Right. Apple has stockholders. Apple has investors. But Apple has succeeded by focusing on their customers and pleasing their customers. And this is not customer-pleasing behavior. This is squeezing customers in order to um, make money. And And at some point, we saw it with... I mean for Pete's sake, if, if, if lowering the price on your flagship product essentially by $200 <laughs> makes people angry at you, imagine how much anger might be out there when they start to realize how you are manipulating the contents of your products in order to force them to buy more expensive products. And,
1: and when you do things that – I mean clearly if you – you know, and I haven't counted them lately, but there have to be over 100 now third-party applications for the iPhone. And so, if you think about the number of hours invested that the developers done on their own without an SDK to add real functionality to the phone, for Apple to just sort of have the gall to say, you know what, we're not going to allow well, any of that.
2: You and I are you and I differ on this because you are I'm I'm half full here and <laughs> you're half empty. Um, I think. I don't. I, I still am a believer in the third-party applications on the iPhone thing happening. I think it's going to yeah, happen. I don't, I, think, I don't think. It's gonna I think happen. Apple is going to open the doors, and yeah, I think I it'll. Agree. I think it'll happen in January at Expo, probably, or it'll happen when Leopard comes out. But or it'll happen at WWDC next and still year. But hope I do you're think. <laughs> but I do think that they will open the doors. I I think that this the whole thing was a stopgap. I, I think. When, you know, I was at the D conference when Steve Jobs said later this year we would right. have a solution, and then two weeks later they came out with this kind of bogus Safari solution. You know, what he was talking about at the D conference was not that. Right. Now, whether they've changed their approach, whether they've decided that they're just going to let the Safari thing go, I don't know. But, um, I don't think that's what he was talking about. I think there, I think there is a, a developer, uh, system coming. For the iPhone, Um, that's just my guess, though. I have no inside information about it, and 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 you don't believe it. Well, and
1: and if it does come, I mean, my fear is that it actually comes the way you described it earlier, which is under the control of Apple, and I will never see my VNC app that I can use to control my whole Mac, and I will never see anything that might compete with something Apple might want to do someday but hasn't done yet. Yeah, well, Apple right. may
0: certainly feel like the people that are hacking their phone are a very small minority. Right. But, but like you and I, if Apple comes out in January and says, okay, we've got this handful of applications that we've approved, and I look back to today when I thought I had that and they worked much better than what you're offering me and you're charging me right. 11 dollars per app when I got that stuff for free and it was updated every day and a half and you're never going to update this, I'm going to be bitter about it.
3: Yep. Oh, I'm hoping like Jason that it's not necessarily that Apple is going to be the one who makes them but that they're going to open up to third parties and maybe they'll even use the iTunes Wi-Fi music store. Maybe that's where you get them. You know, maybe there will be a software section. Or, the,
2: or the, it will be an equivalent, an equivalent right? right. It will right. be the iTunes iPhone software right. store. Right. And,
3: and, for, and for $4.99, like the same price as, an, as a game, you can get an application from a third-party developer that's been vetted by Apple to be compatible and safe.
1: Right, but the question is would also have been – Deemed by Apple to be an acceptable kind of application sure. to be allowed on their iPhone. Sure.
2: Right, and, and that, would be the, that would be the big question in yeah. that scenario is would Apple mm-hmm. want to vet everything and take a cut or would Apple want to wall off third-party software that displeases them? And that, that would be the scary thing because then they could say we're never going to do iChat on the phone and you're never going to do right. iChat yep. on the phone, which would be unf- – and I don't think that's going to happen. I think there's going to be iChat on the phone too, mm-hmm. but again, maybe I'm a Pollyanna here. <laughs> maybe I <laughs> no, I, 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 I think that, that this is – I think Apple – you know, they, they they work so hard to get the iPhone out at all, and we've seen the first update now that came out last week, um, and it's not that huge either. Uh, you know, it's a huge undertaking for them to ship Leopard and to do the iPhone, and I think a lot of this just has to do with the fact that Apple is having trouble walking and chewing gum at the same time, and with the iPhone, they think that this is a huge product for their future, and I think they're kind of being careful and taking baby steps here, and, and so, you know, my hope is that they're going to get to this stuff, because I would like to believe that that um, Apple's got a bigger plan and that what we've seen about Apple being all about pleasing consumers um, is still true and what we're complaining about is because the story hasn't been written yet It hasn't been Played out all the way And that when when It does get played out you, We'll be a lot happier About it But you know Until that happens It's all just speculation And right now The state we're in Is that if you want To update to the new Version of the iPhone You will lose all Of that stuff right. And Apple has made it Substantially harder For the hackers To get back in
0: Yep Well Let's let's turn uh, turn back this wave of negativity for just a moment. <laughs> Wait a second, I was being Pollyanna. <laughs> no, okay. Well, Pollyanna. Uh, yes, here's a cup of tea and a muffin for you. Thank you. you. Uh, let's talk about something that actually happened today that was pretty good. And again, speaking in the past, it happened last week that was That's good. Right. Is that uh, imagine, if you will, there was an iPod Touch. Update today, and Apple described it as uh, typically bug fixes. Bug fixes. And 175
1: this was? hundred and seventy-five megabytes worth of Mac. bug fixes,
0: and uh, it actually did something that we are very pleased about. We uh, Dan, didn't expect, yeah. and we did not expect. Dan, tell us about it.
3: Well, as you noted know, when you when you reviewed them, yours was pretty good. Your iPod Touch it wasn't as good of a screen. Uh, we're, we're talking about the screen here. Sorry, what? the the screen for video playback on the iPod Touch wasn't as good as an iPhone's, but it was it was still pretty good. But Jason, for example, had one that was pretty Terrible. bad. I mean, dark things not only looked washed out, but they almost looked photo negative in effect. Yeah, they were not, like in, watching an
2: x-ray. Right. Yeah. And mine
3: was somewhere in between. I, I didn't get quite as bad as Jason's, but but it wasn't nearly as good as yours either. So we all sat here today and installed the update and lo and behold, they all look about the same and they all look much better. That None of them is as good as, a, as an iPhone screen, but... Uh, so there's still that. Yeah, but right. but they all look pretty good and watchable, and we all were kind of well, shocked because we thought this was a hardware thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: And before today, I'd never seen a touch. So I had, I'd had i only read about this issue, but I saw all three of these pre-update, and they were noticeably different. And post-update, there might still be minor differences, but they are very, very well improved, especially the two that had issues. Right. Um, they're much closer to the, the one that was perfect before. So, so yeah, I was, on the was verge
3: of, I was on the verge of taking mine to an Apple store and saying, yeah. you know, I, I, I'd like to take... I'd yeah, like this is defective. Yeah,
1: yeah
0: it, well, it's hard to tell because we had the three iPod touches in different locations, mm-hmm. and we had seen photographs of, of Jason and other reports around the web of these things, and yes, you had the photo negative effect, it looked terrible. And, then, and I assume that Dan and my phone were, or my iPod Touch were pretty similar. But then we actually lined the three of them up, and I really did have the best one of the bunch. Yep. Uh, and then Dan's was okay, and then Jason's was awful. <laughs> and uh, and then we updated the things, and mine didn't improve that much. I think it was pretty much the same and i'm i'm going to have to go back and look at at my original photos and see if it was any different but mine was was virtually unchanged dan's was better, mm-hmm. like, but not startling better, but still... It was but like,
1: noticeably okay, better. It's noticeably yeah. Better. Yeah. And right.
0: Jason's was
1: 100% better. Yeah. A whole <laughs> lot better. Usable. Like, Actually yeah. watchable, yeah. yeah.
2: It's yeah. true. It's a, it's kind of amazing. I, I assume, I mean, I, I was theorizing that there's got to be something in the software because I thought this was a hardware problem, too, right. that is, you know, that the, the, that the color gamuts and the, and the brightness gamuts on those screens are variable. More variable. They're probably cheaper than the mm-hmm. iPhone screen. They're not as good, and they probably have more of this kind of variance from item to item, and they obviously put some software in there, my guess is that does something to probably say, you know, beyond a certain point, don't t- don't even try mm-hmm. a- a- to to mash it kind of into something that's much more consistent. And, uh, you know, go figure. I don't know. So people but, are knocking
0: right, at the but door. But we're, <laughs> we're, we're not... <laughs> up, the, up on the sixth yeah. floor, are there are <laughs> people knocking at the door. Uh, that's right. Yeah.
3: But, well, whatever it is, though, we're not complaining because hey, I mean, we've all got watchable iPod Touches now. Well, yeah.
0: yeah, and it's interesting because not only did they do this, but the week prior to, well, let's, let's say two weeks ago, they came out with the iPod Classic update. And again, the, the problem with the Classic and, and somewhat with the Nano as well, the interface was really unresponsive. You'd come backing up through screens and it, just, it was really slow and the click wheel stopped working for a few moments and then it started working again. And again, Apple released an update and it fixed it. And, again, they don't tell you that you – know, and maybe it's just they don't want to admit they ever made a, had a problem in the first place. But once you ran this thing and installed you went, oh, okay, now that, that's that gone. And that's been a little distressing for me personally because I've had to change my review <laughs> and have to re-review the products. Although it was interesting that with that one update, also the battery
3: life went down. and well, I had it not went ex- up oh. or down. It went up and down. Yeah. Right up and time. down, yeah. <laughs> so video
0: got better and audio got worse. And that's just – you just scratch your head and think oh, – I don't get it. I have well, no idea. Keep, what keep in
2: mind that the amount of time it takes to make that hardware, they can still work on the software. Yeah. And I think some of that happens where at some point they say, we are close enough with the software – Put this as 1.0, right? Right. And in the meantime, because I mean, how many times it's happened more than once where you have plugged in a brand new piece of hardware on the first day, mm-hmm. and there's been an update for yeah. it available. Well,
0: I think that's the Steve says ship it factor, yeah. You yeah. Know? And it, he says this is when it's coming out; it's going to come out then. And if the software's not done. Yeah. Make it work as
3: well as you can <laughs> by ship. Well, yeah, and yeah, that's I the mean.
2: beauty of software update, right? You don't have yeah. to. You don't have to get it perfect. I mm-hmm. mean, which the downside is that it's not perfect, but the upside is they can they can ship it, and then they can say, oh, by the way, here's this new. And you'll
1: we we'll just need to have a broadband right. connection to download your 150 gigabytes Right, because they're gigantic. <laughs> right.
0: So we are pleased that at least with one of the updates that came out, um, the iPod Touch update is is welcome. Good job, Apple, for for getting that done.
1: No, I did not add the missing add-to-calendar button. No. no. <laughs> and I, and I was kind sort of hoping. Okay, good. Did they? Oh, no, they didn't do that either.
2: I, you know, I've got the theory there too, which is if they've got a store where you can buy iPhone software, who's to say that they won't sell add-ons to the iPod Touch as well? No, I mean, maybe not? you, maybe you can you can get the full calendar or Google Maps for 10 bucks yeah. or 15 bucks or something like that. I mean, I, I, I actually wouldn't have a problem with that. It's the co- total unavailability that gets me. So,
0: you know, maybe. Yeah, maybe. but as you say, you know, we're – we're irked now And six months from now You know The plan may be revealed And we go Okay I right, see what We doing. see what you were doing and, and you couldn't tell us Because you don't And so <laughs> uh, You couldn't tell us You couldn't tell don't. us But it's, it's simply not done Not done, <laughs> not done. And uh, it will all be revealed And then we'll We'll feel sheepish About this episode Of the I uh, The Backworld Podcast But right now We don't We're just irked <laughs> uh, <laughs> So before we leave uh, Any other uh, Any
1: praises Or damnation Of, of Apple <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I just I sort of hate the position as a consumer they've put me in now, choosing between adding new features to my phone and losing a whole bunch of features I've added to my phone. And uh, I think for the moment I'm going to stay on 1.0 and uh, keep using my apps until they force a software upgrade through my iTunes, and I'll I'll have to upgrade. But yeah, I'm um, in mean, the same boat. I'm not ready to update.
3: I I may just because I you know on the way here today we you and I were talking about what. Which, which, app, which apps we've installed that we yeah. actually use, and there are a few that I use pretty regularly. But on the other hand, I like some of the new features that are that are in the update. And so, I don't know if I'm wedded enough to any particular app to actually say I can't live without that.
0: Yeah, if I didn't already have an iPod Touch, then I would update. Yeah, because I like the Wi-Fi Store a lot. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful application. It's a wonderful way to get music. And so if if the iPhone was the only device I had that did that, yes, mm-hmm. I would I would move over. But I don't have to, so yeah, I'm not yeah. going to.
3: Well, I just like having only one device with me and being able to access the iTunes Wi-Fi music. Is that it? iTunes oh, Wi-Fi? Yeah. That's just too long. I like that bandolier
0: of gear. You know, I, I know everybody <laughs> wants to get this convergence <laughs> device, but I much oh. prefer having multiple devices on me.
3: So people go, ooh. Yeah. Like, well, like today, I mean, I, I brought that touch and the iPhone with me, but if after this update i can just bring one so yeah. uh, ba- my my thing basically is that i'm just i don't think i'm yet wedded enough to any of these apps to the, that i'm going to i'm not willing to give them up
2: and i want to go back to the ringtones and i'm not a huge ringtone guy but um the thing about the ringtones for me is is about convenience versus forcing somebody. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't mind having a whizzy iTunes interface that lets you set your ringtone and kicks money back to the, to the labels and presumably pennies back to the artists right. or, or maybe not. <laughs> um, I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is the whole ringtone market was created because um, people who are not technical like us um, didn't know how to get – sounds on their phone and they created this functionality where you pay a little bit and you'd get for the convenience you'd get a, a sound on your phone and I have no problem with that at all the problem I have is for those of us who are more technically inclined and can, can use fission to edit an mp3 and buy a copy of itoner and, and, and load the load the ringtones on that way Apple is working to prevent us from doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, that's the difference between how, letting people who are not technical pay for the convenience of having an automated ringtone generator versus basically trying to, one, squeeze money out of people who don't need to pay it because they already have the wherewithal to add ringtones to their phone. Thank you very much. It, and there's, I'm sure there's a number two there that I'm not even thinking yeah. of yeah. other number two than... Rah, you've already bought that you, own stuff. I, you own this stuff already. And, it, there's, and there's stuff that I've created maybe on right. my right. own right. Yeah. that that I recorded right. a a sound from my house or a yeah. sound right. of my right. children or something right. like that that I want to make a ringtone and I can't. I, why, why can't I? Because... I can't because, it, no yeah. good, because of no good reason. That, and that's where I draw the line. It's yeah. like, look, paying for ringtones, I don't think it's a racket in and of itself because I think there's a convenience factor mm-hmm. here. The problem mm-hmm. is that with the functionality as it currently stands on, on the iPhone, we've gone way past convenience into just trying to get money out of people. It's
3: extortion, yeah. not convenience. right and, and when I wrote about ringtones, that's, that I called it a scam. <laughs> but with the same caveat as Jason just mentioned, that there are people who, if you don't already own a song – and you want to use it as a ringtone sure, you just should have to pay for it if, 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 if it 's easier for you to just pay a fee a couple dollars so that it 's all automatic then that 's great i 've got no problem with that, but preventing the use of stuff you 've already paid for stuff you 've created yourself in fact, you know I was just saying that maybe there 's not enough reason there 's not enough compelling in the apps to keep me from updating the fact that iToner breaks and i can 't use my own ringtones you know that might keep me from updating and i 'm not one of these people who plays like you know the entire you know, fifteen minutes of Inagata Devito whenever my phone rings. <laughs> Only seven but, and a half. <laughs> but but my you know I have one ring that it's my daughter you know yep. laughing when when my wife calls you know and and I like that. It's not that well you know my phone doesn't work without it, but I like it and I don't see why I should have to give that up just because Apple has you know issues with the record companies
0: right And it's also the norm in the business you go yeah. to any other phone and you can do this yep. and somehow you can't do it with the iphone right. and that's an that's iphone
3: loaded already
0: with music right
2: exactly right. I mean, yeah
3: you know that's what i said in a column i wrote is that you can't use a song that's already on the phone right. as a ringtone it's already there it's in the ipod section you can press play and listen to it but you can't listen to it when your phone rings it makes no sense Okay,
0: well, I think that wraps it up here from Anger Central, (laughs) downtown San Francisco. I'd like to thank Jason Snell, Rob Griffiths, and uh, Dan Frakes for for joining me and uh, back to me. Thanks, me. That wraps up this edition of the Macworld Podcast, sponsored by MYOB, Small Business Management Software. MYOB helps you to mind your own business smarter. I'd like to thank Jason Snell, Rob Griffiths, Dan Frakes, and, of course, you for listening. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to drop us a line at podcast at macworld.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 415-520-9761. This is Chris Breen reminding you that you can find more Apple, Mac, iPod, iPhone, and technology news views and information at macworld.com. Thanks very much for listening. See you next time.